When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, faithful? Welcome back to Clutch Gene Sports and Rohan's channel. Shout out to everyone for being in the house today. Rohan, does not sound like good things happened today at camp, my man. It sounded like a lot of bad quarterback play. The defense dominated the day. Um, now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna before before I ask you how things went, I'm gonna know. keep it. I'm gonna keep it one one hundred in the sense of. I want things reported for all players the same, right? And for me, I think it's interesting because so I noticed something and, and I documented this and I took screenshots, but I won't I'm not the kind of person to call people out on social media, but during OTAs and minicamp was Trey Lance's first day back from serious injury, right? Mm-hmm. Throwing starts with the feet. The way it was reported on his first day back was as if he was 100% healthy, does not matter about the ankle injury, no surgery happened. So I'm expecting things to be reported the same way by media, um, content creators, and stuff like that. Not necessarily anyone in particular, but for me, I noticed a lot of people on Twitter, whether it was media, um, content creators, sugarcoating things about Brock Purdy. And to me, that's where I was confused. I'm like, wait, I get it's his first day back. But when Trey Lance had his first day back a few months ago from a serious ankle surgery, you guys made sure to point out every missed throw. They called out a, the play of the game, a play of the day was a pick six and how he looked terrible. But then we see Brock Purdy throw a pick six on his first day back. Him On his no second throw, six. that was two. Second throw. So a lot of things happen, and it's like, well, he threw – he overthrew five 40-yard passes. So I'm very curious on what you saw. And, and so you could go straight to it, but I'm very curious on what you say. And, and if if I stop you, my bad, but I'm going to probably stop you a few times during the show and, and during the thing to have a good uh, dialogue. Yeah, and I mean, one of my tweets that I said was, Brock Purdy bounced back in the second half of practice for an all-right day, but he was inconsistent. Both him and Sam Darnold were up and down today. Trey Lance struggled. That was some of the that was some of what I saw today. And really, my thoughts that I outlined right there on the timeline, kind of overall, talking about the different ways that I uh, that I judge today's quarterbacks was specifically kind of about how what like specifically about certain throws and how it how it ended up playing out. Again, remember this is training camp. This is a non padded training camp. And there are pretty much 20 snaps maximum that a quarterback will get. Brock Purdy got, I think, 20 to 21 snaps today. That's the maximum that they get 
it's not like this is a huge sample size that, holy cow, this player was terrible today, missed 50 throws or something like that. No, we're talking about two of five, three of seven, two of five, right? It's, it's a, it's a tough day, but it's, you're missing three throws. That's kind of, that's kind of the outlook of it. But starting off on what I saw, I, here's the way that I look at it, right? Last off season, when Trey Lance was in his first year as a starter, I viewed my practice reports a little lighter on him and specifically wrote that it was because he is getting acclimated in and it's his first year. Whereas if it was Jimmy Garoppolo, I would have had it in a different light, understanding the background that Jimmy Garoppolo has. And so it's a similar approach today, but it also when you talk about that similar approach, it's important to at least identify what exactly happened and then involve the similar approach. That's the way that I report things. And so that's why I said early on, it was a tough day for Brock Purdy to start. His first throw, he missed Ross Dwelly too far out in the flat. It was a off-target throw. Dwelly got one hand on the ball. Some could consider that a drop. I don't, and I don't think many other people did. It was just too far out in front. That was his lone throw on the first set of offensive plays. His second throw was probably the ugliest throw of the day from any quarterback. Um, Purdy got pressure from the right side from Drake Jackson, who was left untouched. It was a play-action play, it seemed at least. A puller came through. A puller blocked Drake Jackson, but Purdy looked to fire to his backside. Did not see either of the two defenders in the area. It was a double coverage throw. Purdy looked to find Brandon Ayuk on a throw, but Diameter Lenore was in front of him on the play um, near the sideline about 10 yards, and Tashawn Gibson easily broke on the play for a pick six. Uh, that was the that was the first play second. of that drive, first play of that second drive for Brock Purdy. And so did Brock have the opportunity to step up into the pocket or anything like that? Because I know that's something he struggled on. And so it's a question I have to ask. Did, did he have the opportunity to step up into the pocket? Because I know you said a free runner was coming. Now, I will say this. He did, and he did a little bit. But the issue today, and you'll hear this about a reoccurring theme from the defensive line, they had a good blitz attack for rushing. Drake Jackson, or whoever the defensive end was, was able to flush Purdy into the pocket, and the biggest threat was not from the uh, from the exterior, but from the interior. Javon Hargrave, guys like him and Javon Kinlaw were able to push defenders back, and that leaves a moneyed pocket. And so that's the tough part. I'd say defensive line got the better of the offensive line in pass protection today. That is tough considering the 49ers were a full go on the offensive line. Trent Williams practiced today. Colton McKivitz practiced today, all the entire offensive line practice today, and no Nick Bosa. So it was Drake Jackson and a combination of Cleveland Farrell, Austin Bryant, and uh, Kerry Hyder as the starting defensive end. Solid, solid day for Drake Jackson and Austin Bryant, who is making waves and saw first team reps today for the first time after Farrell took all of them yesterday. But let's stay on so the defense. Is, is it, so is it fair to say that the – because there's something that I noticed about Brock Purdy, right? And he struggles to step up into the pocket and deliver from the NFL pocket. Did that in college as well. He preferred to be farther back, preferred to be able to scramble around. Um, so you're saying like he kind of stepped up, but there was a I, there was a tweet because I I am I'm at work at the time or currently saw everything. There's a tweet you tweeted out, and I was like, okay, well, I thought I thought the the numbers and everything were going to come out better, but during the during the I don't know if it was after practice, before practice, but it was. You tweeted out Brock Purdy bounced back in the second half of practice for an all Correct. right day, but an inconsistent day. 
Correct. So you state he was up and down, but then state that Trey Lance struggled. So what is so in your eyes? What is because I I know I saw some people say he was three for ten, two for nine. That's terrible. That's not for me. That's not an even if it even if I'm being um like I understand it's his first day back, so I'm gonna be cautious and how I how I say things. But anyone's first day back, two of nine is, is terrible. A, two, a terrible look. Three of ten is a terrible look. So for me. You kind of state that he like was all right with inconsistent, and you said that he had up and down. What parts were like? Because I know you, you just talked about the first two throws so far. So what parts made it become an up and down day? And as you get into the the things, I want you to be able to like explain and elaborate on how you saw it as up and down and why that was the case. Correct. So the reason I say that it was an up and down day and a poor start. So those were Purdy's first two throws and his lone throws in the entire first 11 on 11 session. It was a run heavy day to begin the day on a, in 11 on 11s. Purdy began the day 0 for 2, but he started to settle in a little more when the 49ers operated more of the quick. Oh, game and, shit. I'm sorry, right. but it looked like Joe Burrow might have tore his Achilles, bro. Whoa, what? In OT8? I mean, in. And, and right now, I just saw I just saw a video. He goes to scramble. He starts taking off to scramble, and he pulls up, and he's hopping on one leg, and he looks down at his foot. He looks down at his foot as if he got hit from behind on that ankle. That is the number one sign of an Achilles injury. Let's see. That oh, is. I hope man. it is just a, st- a calf strain, but that does not look good at all. Uh oh. Um, yeah, non-contact, non-contact, and the. Oh, that is not one, good. The reason why I say Achilles is right away, Richard Sherman. If you if you look at how he reacted and how he said it feels, every other player oh, no. like when they have Achilles injuries, they say it oh, feels like you no. get hit from behind like that. That is not good. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that is yeah. not good for the NFL in general. Um, I hope he is okay. Prayers up to Joe Burrow. That is a, a serious, scary incident. Um, I do not want it to be out for the season or anything like that. Prayers up to Joe Burrow. Um, I just I did see that come on my timeline. I do have notifications set for um, reporters, and I did see um, uh, 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 Miov tweeted out. So I wanted to say that real quick. But I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Rohan. But you can go ahead and keep keep going, my man. Sorry about that. Yeah, and again, when I say he bounced back, I'm not saying he had a good day. He did not. Like that's pretty clear. He was rusty today. He struggled. But here's what I meant. So Purdy obviously starts 0 for 2, settles in a little bit during the 7-on-7 session, um, you know, when the 49ers operate a little bit of quick game. And so that's what you see, you know, a little bit of a settle uh, settle down. He was, I believe he went he went 3 for 4 in his first 7-on-7 uh, session, had one drop pass as the, the loaning completion. I thought on one of his completions, he should have thrown the ball a little sooner. That was important. But um, he, he went 3 for 4 there. And then if you continue forward later on. Wait, Purdy went three for four? Purdy went three for four. Okay. And this is seven on sevens or elevens? Seven on sevens. But his biggest throw, his best throw of the day came in on seven on sevens. And this was one where um, uh, it was on the second set. So that was his first set of plays in seven on sevens. His second set of plays in seven on sevens, he continued. He hit uh, two for three. He, He went two for three. So three for four, two for three. He went... Uh, five for seven and seven on sevens, one drop pass. But his best throw came in this session. He hit a 20-yard dart over the middle of the field to Brandon Ayuk, and it was a perfect place ball. It was a high ball. He allowed Ayuk to go get it. 
because Traverius Ward was behind him. Ayuk rises up. He makes a great catch. And um, so that was his best ball of the day. Purdy also launched a couple of deep balls, one in seven on sevens, one in 11 on 11s, had about 45 to 50 yards of uh, uh, 45 to 50 yards of air underneath them. Both were overthrown. Both were both were missed. Not not necessarily close. I didn't like. The, so they weren't close at all. I didn't like the first. Uh, sorry, I didn't like the second decision. The first one was an over. Yeah, they weren't close. Um, first one was an overthrow uh, to Jawan Jennings, and that one was a tight window. One of them, though, he had a crossing route open um, from number uh, from Ronnie Bell, number ten. He had a crossing route open, decided to air it out. So different people will view that in different ways because it's a guy who hasn't aired it out at all, right? In a in a practice setting, looking to get that that type of pass at least down for, uh, underneath him for the first time. So people will, you know, be people won't necessarily crush that, or people will look to crush that more. So that's the context behind it. He aired two balls out. Both of them weren't necessarily close. They were overthrows, um, but they got a good amount of air for uh, on them, um, about 45 to 50 yards on both of those throws. See, the thing is, uh, like, those don't move me, even though, like, he's coming back from his injury early. Those don't move me because the way I see it is in camp, you want to take shots, but you also want to hit, like, obviously one was a – you say it was a poor read, and two, if – we're going to be giving people a quarterback's brownie points for overthrows. And so and this, I'm not coming at you. I'm talking to everyone in right. general. I'm not coming at you. Just want to let you know that. If we're going to be giving people brownie points for overthrows, then the Niners are Super Bowl champions a few years back for the overthrow. Like, yeah. that's just how, like, I'm keeping it exactly how I, I kept it with Jimmy as I would with Brock and Trey. Like, right? So, for me, it's like, okay, well, that's cool. He's kind of showing off the arm. But at the same time, it has me thinking – I wonder if he heard the narrative that he's a dink and dunk quarterback and he decided, you know what? I'm not a dink and dunk quarterback. Let me watch, let me let it rip. So I'm curious. Yeah. So that so that was during 11 on 11s, right? Or sevens? This was all seven on sevens. Five of seven and seven on sevens. There were two deep passes, though, thrown overall. One was 11s, one was sevens. Gotcha. Continuing forward, so he had two sets of seven on sevens. Continuing forward um, in the 11 on 11s, Purdy's first reps back in 11 on 11s. Um, there were two runs. He got sacked on his third play. Drake Jackson beat Trent Williams on that play. Really nice bend, man. This guy's got some good, good bend. But we'll talk about him in a minute. Javon Hargrave closed in. He got the sack. And then um, his lone throw on that play uh, or on this uh, drive missed George Kittle wide, um, trying to hit him over the middle. Missed George Kittle wide. And uh, Austin Bryant had a good rep against Trent Williams on that one, too. 0 for 3. His next set of plays, though, was probably arguably his best set of plays on the day. Um, hit Brandon Ayuk on a play action over the middle. Um, it was a good throw in in the window. This one was a crosser route. Ayuk was on the left side, working towards the middle of the field. Purdy hit it for about 15 yards in between the uh, in between the linebackers, uh, like essentially in between the two linebackers. One was across the middle of the field. One was towards uh, the left hash of the field. Hit it in between them. A good throw. Ayuk makes a good catch. That was a nice play. Christian McCaffrey ran uh, on the next play, and then the play after that was probably his best throw of the day that ended up in an incompletion. Made a great throw, a layered throw over Demetrius Flanagan fouls. Brandon Ayuk, it's about 25 yards over the middle of the field. A great throw. Flanagan fouls, outstretches his arm, tries to get it, just can't, and Ayuk dropped the ball. So that was a tough uh, throw. The one drop that we had talked about, that was actually for Brock Purdy. So 
count that as you may. This is where I thought he had his turnaround in this uh, in this set of plays here to end the to wrap up the practice. He had one more. He has one more set after this. But in this set of plays, this is where I thought the bounce back occurred because he had a nice throw in the in between the windows. Um, just to be just to be yeah. clear, because I know I know yesterday you stated that when you give grades, you do not include seven on seven. So is this Correct. bounce back during seven on sevens? This is all 11s. This is all 11s. Okay. So, during, um, so at this point, at this point in, in 11s, he's what for what? So he started 0 for 3. And then, so before this, he's 0 for 3. The the pass that I talked about where he missed George Kittle wide, that is his first set of 11s, the lone pass uh, when in mm-hmm. the second 11 on 11 session. Then he goes one for four on the hit to Ayuk on the play action, one for five um, on the on the drop to uh, Brandon Ayuk. Okay, perfect. So I just wanted everyone to keep knowing like the stats and stuff like that. So he is one for five at this point in uh, in practice. Um, then on his next set of plays, he hits Brandon Ayuk on a short crosser. Uh, nothing too much. It was a short play. Uh, Ayuk running. It probably gets you three, four yards. Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw there immediately. Then on his next drop back, he is sacked again. Um, a very similar play to one of his original sacks. Drake Jackson, um, solid bend, flushes um, Purdy inside the pocket. And then Javon Hargrave cleaned it up and got the sack there again. Um, that was uh, So the first throw was his lone throw of this, this set of plays. Then on his final set of plays, got sacked one more time by Kerry Hyder. Um, this was a play that he had really nowhere to go. Ends up uh, throwing this away. I didn't count it because he got sacked. Um, but it was a play where they implemented the third string receivers with the first string defense. Um, Chris Conley and Tay Martin were both uh, playing against the top level cornerbacks. Both of them slipped out of their breaks on what seemed to be curl routes. Purdy should have thrown this ball away maybe a little earlier, but didn't really have the time as the sack occurred. Um, Gets sacked here on the play. And then his final throw of the day was the bomb that I said, the second bomb. He overthrew Debo Samuel on a, uh, uh, who had a step on Traverius Ward, overthrew Debo Samuel um, on that pass. So my apologies. He actually ends two for seven on the day, not three for seven, two for seven on the day. You could count the two throwaways. I counted them as sacks. So around two for seven to two for nine. But that's the context behind his plays. I, I totally, I don't, I don't know if, so based off, because when, it's funny, because when me and Rohan talk like this, like, Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I could, I could see what he's explaining because we write notes exactly, usually exactly the same. Like that's what's funny about it is like with the times that we're at camp together, like I look at his notes or like we share notes, and it's like literally exactly low key word for word, like on how we do it. Like we don't put a full sentence. It's like uh, thirteen across right. Like it's like it's like kind of like a, a, a like a different language, right? So I understand what you're saying, but like. I don't this is how I my notebook even, looks like. Yeah, it never it's not, it's not complete sentences at all. It's not it's never. not even words. It's never it's just gibberish. Literally like it's a bunch of things put together 
And it's, I don't even know. It's kind of like, you know, have you ever seen Transformers? And all those things, all those letters are on the board. On the That's literally what it is. Um, so for me, the way I see it is, or where it sounds like, is I don't see that as a bounce back. So the bounce back portion, again, I am talking, I, I'm trying to tweet as quick as I can. The bounce no, back no, no, portion no, no. was the middle. Saying. That's That's where I was saying the middle of the, like that middle portion of the practice was the bounce back to me. But then... I talked about the inconsistency because he ends the day on an inconsistent manner with the incompletion of Debo Samuel. So that's so that where I'm trying to get is, with my tweet. Correct. So that second part of the day, is that sevens or elevens? All of this is elevens. So no matter, okay. So the second, so he had three sets of elevens, right? The second he had, set of elevens. So yeah, so it was, he had the 0 for 2 0 was for 2. in the 0 for 2 was the first set of elevens. Then it was sevens. And then he finished the day two for seven, so two for five in the second set of elevens. Ooh, even even that to me, that's like that's forty percent. That's a failing grade. Like to me, if the way I see it, and the way I'm I'm trying to be as, um, not I don't want to come off sounding like I'm just bashing Brock Purdy because that's not what I want to do. Obviously, it was his first day of back at camp. So the way I look at that is any quarterback, whether that was Jimmy last year, if it was Jimmy or Trey, they're getting trashed. Like back in like so the, for me I'm like hey what's what's the difference like realistically we don't know what our quarterback situation is yet and for me that's a bad first start whether it's healthy or not coming off of surgery or not that's a bad first start so for me I don't really see it as a a coming back up I think even though he had two for five and was better than zero for two it's still not good so for me I'm curious to hear on what else, who else looked good because uh, I know you Darnold. Uh, everyone said Darnold was the quarterback of the day. Um, so I'm curious to hear what you, what you thought about Darnold. The one reason that I think that you can make the argument for Darnold being the quarterback of the day is because he was the only quarterback that didn't have a boneheaded play. Purdy had the pick six. Lance had the, uh, the, the throw into double coverage that started it all. But here's the rundown for Sam Darnold. So Trey Lance was the first quarterback to be QB2. And for uh, real quick, before I, before you guys um, um, get confused, the rep count was very interesting today. Brock Purdy took every single first uh, quarterback one rep. He took every rep with the first team. Sam Darnold and Trey Lance equally split the second team reps with the second team offense. However, Brandon Allen took all of the third team reps. So when I say that they equally split the second team reps, that doesn't mean one was the second team or one was the third teamer and then vice versa. No, that means that one was not on the field for a set of plays while the other was the second team quarterback. And then they flipped Crazy. on the next set of plays. Very interesting. That's why Sam Darnold and Trey Lance both got limited reps today and their numbers are equal to Brandon Allen. That's the reason, which was kind of interesting for me today. That's terrible. To be honest, to be, I'll, I'll be straight up. That's terrible because one, Brandon Allen most likely should not be on this team when we break the 53-man roster. Yeah. And on top of that is if you're having a quarterback sit and, and having a quarterback, whether it's Sam – I don't know if Sam Darnold or Trey Lance are the ones who sat for 30 minutes of the day, but I did get a text message that uh, one of the quarterbacks was out for 20 to 30 minutes during the, the practice. If you're having a quarterback sit that long – That might have been Trey Lance, yeah. You're, you're constantly your, – your arm – you have to keep it warm. You like, for example, who's ever seen a quarterback during a regular game on the sideline? What are they doing? If it's a long drive for the quarterback, they go get a ball and they start throwing to keep that arm loose. So I think it's extremely arrogant um, on the coaching staff's part to be getting 
Brandon Allen the same amount of reps as the other two quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. But starting off with Sam Darnold, he did not play for a little bit because how it goes. First team offense, second team offense, third team offense. First team offense, second team offense. So it was Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, uh, Brandon Allen. Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold got his first reps of uh, in the 11-on-11 session on the fifth set of plays. So uh, Sam Darnold was QB2 on the fifth set of plays. Jordan Mason got the first run there. Um, he, he took it to the left side. Then Sam Darnold's first throw was a completion. It was about a 10 to 12 yard out route to Debo Samuel. Thought that ball could have been a little more on the inside, but, um, still a solid play. Uh, good catch by Debo. Diamond Lenore was in coverage there. That was his lone throw in the first set of 11 on 11s. Then comes seven on sevens. Darnold started off with a hit to Debo Samuel over the middle. Then followed that up with a throw to Tyron Davis price in the flat. And then a nice uh, play to Danny Gray, a strong catch. This was one where I was questioning the throw a little bit, but he fitted in a tight window. It was one of those plays in between the second and third windows. Danny Gray was the receiver. Darnold fired a ball in there. Gray made a phenomenal catch, held on, um, uh, and it was between the second and third windows. Darnold fitted in a uh, solid ball there. And then Darnold followed that up with a seven-yard out route to Chris Conley. So he went four for four in his first set of seven on sevens. Again, seven on sevens. Remember, no defensive line, no offensive line. Starting off, and then again, it's a huge break because then it's Brandon Allen, then it's Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Brandon Allen, uh, or Trey Lance. And then what they did is they started the 11 on 11s after the second team with Trey Lance. And so Brock Purdy started, and then Trey Lance started again. So Sam Donald had a huge layoff here. Then it was Brandon Allen. Then it was Brock Purdy. Sam Darnold finally comes back. His second throw of the day is probably like an hour into um, an hour into this scrimmage portion. That's but wild. His, his second throw of the day um, uh, threw an incompletion to uh, who's eighty six. I do not know who number eighty six uh, is. That's Tay Martin. I thought. Yes. Eight, no. No. Tay Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Tay Martin's eighty six, not eighty three. Sorry. Sneed. Tay Martin got it mixed up real quick. Threw an incompletion to Tay Martin. Tay Martin dropped the ball um, there. So uh, that's his first incompletion of the day. Tyron Davis-Price took the next run, and then Sam Darnold fired an incompletion to Danny Gray. Not a great ball too wide. Um, it was great coverage, though. Thought there could have been P.I. called. This was um, on a in like an, on an in-breaking route about 15 yards down the field. Thought there could have been P.I. called, but a good cover uh, there on Danny Gray. And regardless, the ball was a little too wide. So Darnold then is one for three. At this stage, by the way, this is 11 on 11s. One for three at this stage and 11 on 11s. Um, Darnold then um, gets, it's interesting. So they go Allen, Purdy, and then because Lance got two back-to-backs, Darnold now gets a back-to-back. He comes in and his first throw in his second uh, in this set of 11 on 11s finds Brandon Ayuk. This was his best throw and arguably the best throw of the day. Hit Brandon Ayuk on a deep pass for 35 yards. Could have potentially led him for a touchdown, but it's a tough throw to make. There was a little bit of pressure on the play um, and caught Ayuk, who had uh, snuck behind the defense 35 yards on this play. Um, the biggest throw of the day, about 45 yards on air. Darnold there, okay. two for four. His next incompletion, it was a poor throw. Um, incompletion to Danny Gray. Wanted to tar- he, he tried to go downfield again, but telegraphed this pass. Samuel Womack read it and um, essentially had a good break on the play. Uh, it was a somewhat of a curl, but it was a, a little bit of a, a curl or an in-break here. It was one of those type of routes, and um, 
or sorry, not a curl, a comeback or an inbreaker, one of those type of routes. But Womack uh, breaks on the play and it becomes an incompletion. So Donald then is two for five, and that is where he ended the practice. Okay, so so it sounds like Sam Darnold was consistently inconsistent the last two days. If, yeah. if that makes sense, because yesterday he was inconsistent, to, and then it sounds like today he was inconsistent, but but a little his, better than yesterday for sure, because yesterday but, he wasn't that great. And uh, but like so, if his inconsistent today, or little even though it was a little bit better, was better than the rest, which wasn't good for the rest. If that makes sense, and so, so he had, so he was what for on the day for on elevens, uh, three two or five? for five, two for five with one drop. Okay, so he was two for five on, and that was elevens, right? Correct. Okay, and, and then uh, in uh, sevens he was four for four, or I okay. believe whatever I just said, four for four, I believe. Yeah, yeah. four for four. So yeah, so it makes sense because he'd be uh, you said six for for whatever it was uh, six for nine or something like that on the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh, Sam Darnold. The reason that people ranked him high, he had a nice deep pass over there to Brandon Ayuk, had another nice pass um, to um, – who was it? He had another nice play on the day to – I got it right here. Forgetting the receiver, but had another nice play and then also had one drop that he was uh, costed for. So that's where people thought Sam Darnold had a good day. Obviously, I don't involve seven-on-sevens in my grades, but Sam Darnold did have a solid seven-on-seven day as well. I'm very curious on your grades today because the the grades, they should be pretty low. low. They're pretty low. (laughs) Yeah, they're pretty low. Um, But Trey Lance is the third quarterback on my list today. Um, so let's start off. His first throw was probably um, his worst throw and the second worst throw of any quarterback today. The worst, obviously, being Purdy's pick six. But his first throw of the day um, threw an incompletion to Juwan Jennings. Samuel Womack was all over it. And this one was a near interception. Um, it was a tip pass and a dropped interception. I believe Demetrius Flanagan Fouls was the one that picked it. This was one cross, uh, crossing over the middle of the field. Lance telegraphed it a bit, which allowed Demetrius Flanagan Fouts to step back a bit, and Flanagan Fouts had a good tip on it. Could have been an interception there, but a great covered play. Um, Steve Wilkes made him do push-ups afterwards for uh, for the for the lack of. I, I like that. I like that on coach's part. But uh, so Lance started 0 for 1, and that was his lone throw in the first 11 on 11 session. Just like Darnold had only one throw in the 11 on 11 session to begin. Um, then comes seven on sevens. Lance has a bit of a break. His first throw in seven-on-sevens is to Braden Willis in the flat. Too high, though, and he let him too much. Um, That was an incompletion. Not a great placement there from Lance. Next throw, a very quick uh, check down to Cameron Latu um, in the flat. And then his final throw in this stage was a quick out to Braden Willis. The ball was a little low. Willis, though, still made the catch. It was catchable. Um, he caught the ball, and he turned in a you know, solid solid run, but uh, a quick out. So a lot of quick hitters from Trey Lance. Ends up being two for three here in the seven-on-seven uh, seven seven stretch. That's not bad. Gets a second set. Or sorry, didn't get a second seven. That was the final set of seven-on-sevens. Then comes 11-on-11s again. Remember, Lance missed his first throw um, in 11-on-11s. His next throw, um, an incompletion on a play-action play, um, to Tyrene Davis Price, it, this one was a drop. Um, I thought this one was the Tyrene Davis Price drop, so um, it was actually Lance who was the one who threw this. Um, Marcelino McCrary ball was there. If he, if Davis Price caught it, it's a zero yard gain. But Davis Price tried to catch it and turn uh, upfield to uh, to dodge McCrary ball. Ends up dropping the ball here. Then Lance's first completion comes 
to the right side, hit Jordan Mason. This is his best throw of the day. Hit Jordan Mason to the right side as Mason was running up the field. Um, got probably eight yards before the throw and probably five, uh, uh, maybe 10 yards-ish after the throw. Solid play there, a good throw. Um, and that one was interesting because Javon Kinlaw there um, got a good get off and then just bull rush Jalen Moore. Um, so that was an interesting one because Kinlaw uh, bursted out to the outside on that play after starting from the interior. But that was Lance's first uh, two throws in the second set. And then he got one more set. He ended the day, I believe. Yeah, he ended the day um, in, uh, in, in an 11 on 11s. First play was a quick three strep drop, just a quick out route to Danny Gray. Probably gets you three or four yards there. Um, Tyron Davis Price took the next play. He ran it uh, a short run up the middle. And then his final play of the day, Trey Lance, that is, um, was a rollout and an incompletion to Willie Sneed. Lance was nearly sacked, rolled out, rolled out, and threw the ball to Willie Sneed. But um, that ball, just tight coverage there from Ambry Thomas, and he broke that pass up. What, Ambry Thomas? What? Yeah, I know, I know. Um, that was interesting, but um, uh, tough play to make, incompletion. Ambry Thomas broke it up, and that was the final play of the day. So it sounds like Trey's day wasn't as bad as initially the way it sounded, right? Because, like, see, he had a drop pass in there, so he would have – if that pass is dropped – Correct. Him then... and Darnold – I did not realize that Lance also had a drop pass. You see, when I'm thinking about it, when I'm tweeting, the drop passes get scrambled. There were more than I, – I, I write them all down. There were more than I counted. Him and, Lance, him and Darnold both had a drop pass um, on the day. And so, yeah, so you, you can take that as it may. The reason that I was say it a what clear, I was, so I'm gonna ask yeah, this go question because drops are drops are tricky. Was it a clear drop, like the Lance one drop? or the um that one is uh, it's a little tough because McCrary Ball is breaking in. Tough to see if he got a deflection on the play because he I mean he celebrated after the play, but he was breaking in. Um, the way that I viewed it, I thought it was a dropped pass from Tyree Davis Price, but it would have been a completion for zero yards had it been caught. Okay, well defensive players celebrate even if the pass is overthrown. Right. So. Defensive players are, are awkward or when they celebrate sometimes. So, uh, what about Darnold? Was his like a clear drop? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Tay Martin one was a clear drop. Clear that drop. Was a, that was an open pass, and that was a clear drop. So for both of those quarterbacks, it doesn't sound like they were their days were as bad as it sounds initially, right? Because like when you go right. through it initially, it sounds to me it sounds like Brock Purdy was a lot more like a lot worse than Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. At least, from, I, at least from from what I got from what you were saying, like I wasn't there. Obviously, my eyes aren't able to have, be on the plays and everything, so it's a little different. But it sounds like that Sam Darnold and and Trey Lance were much better than than Brock Purdy. Two for nine is terrible. Two for seven is terrible. To be if if we're only go grading off of um, eleven on elevens, he was terrible. Like I'm just saying how it is. Two for two for nine, I believe, is like the percentage on that. If we're being real, is I think like twenty percent. Yeah, it's twenty eight percent. That's that was his good. percentage. So the way that I the way that I that I grade it, right? The way that I look at it, I look at the quality of throws. I look at the depth of throws, and I look at how each throw transpired. The reason that Lance isn't as high on my list as uh, as uh, as the other two quarterbacks is because all of his throws including the incompletions, except for that first throw, which was a near interception, were within five to 10 yards so, well, of the so, line of scrimmage. So that's where I'm going to, I'm going to stop you because last year fans, media, I'm not saying you in particular, but we're saying they wanted to see him work on that. Correct. We're seeing I mean, him that's do fair. It. I like, here's, the, here's the, what the, I'll say. The, Yesterday I gave Trey Lance a B, right? 
for very similar throws. But the reason is I thought that there was avenues for him to stretch the field because there were also avenues for the other two quarterbacks to stretch the field. Yesterday, I thought Trey Lance worked very well with what the defense gave him. There was only one to two plays that I really felt that, you know, he could have potentially pushed the ball in those. And the rest of them, I thought he, he, was, he was money with the throws that he could have made. And so that's the way that I look at it. As for, um, as for today, I, just, I thought that there was, there was more on the field that he could have, that he could have taken. Again, it's tough when you're playing with the backups compared to the starters. The starter, if you have Brandon Ayuk out there, you understand. You're you, have, yeah. you, you have a comfort zone in Brandon Ayuk, right? So it's tough to play with the starters, tough to play with the backups. It's super subjective. That's the way it is. My goal, I'm trying to make it as objective as possible. I didn't think I, either of the three had a really a spectacular day by any means because there the, there were clear mistakes. But I thought that the highs of both Donald and Purdy were higher because of the the, the, the bigger throws that they made and were able to accomplish. Um, and that's why I have them slightly higher. When you see my grades, they're all going to be within a letter grade of each other, and they're all going to be pretty damn low. That's the way that I look at it. Because it's, it's just interesting because, like, everyone keeps saying, like, and this has been a big uh, a big talk on, on 49ers football, is if Trey Lance can hit the little simple things, then he could be able to run Kyle's offense because he has the ability to hit the deep things and the bit. Ability to hit the intermediate. We know he's capable of doing that. His now his big question mark has always been, can he do the simple things? Sounds like he's yeah. doing the simple things, and he still sounds like he's not doing enough. So that's to me, it's it's interesting. I'm curious. Um, but what players defensively stood out that aren't like obviously we know Fred Warner stands out every day. We know um, Drake Jackson, you were saying he stood out. Any other guys that stood out defensively to you? You know, that's the good part about practice, because unfortunately, when we have to talk a little more negatively about certain players after a little more disappointing performances, there's a positive on the other hand. And so today I thought the defense looked really good. Um, I mean, Samuel Womack's a guy who I thought was in coverage a couple of times and played well. The defensive line, though, is the one that really shocked me because I'm not expecting, especially when Trent Williams is back, I'm not expecting, you know, Austin Bryant and Drake Jackson to have their way, especially when you look. Go go search up a picture of Austin Bryant and Dude, search a picture out. of Trent Williams. It's... Austin Bryant is the thinnest defensive lineman you're going to see. He is just a lanky defensive lineman, but he's got he's got something to him, man, because he was able to you know he was able to uh, to make a play on Trent Williams today that resulted in one of those sacks. He got a sack yesterday. Was able to make a play today. And Drake Jackson, that bend is real. Like um. I don't know about his pass rushing moves. That's something we'll see with pads on, and that's something we'll see during the season. That is probably what's going to define how successful of a pass rusher he is this year. But Drake Jackson's bend is there because Trent Williams has a low base, but with a big tackle like Trent Williams, it's tough to get lower than a guy who can bend under your arms. And that's what so Drake he Jackson beat, did. He beat Trent? Twice. And that's 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 special. Again, maybe maybe out of 15 reps, right? But still, twice. But the thing is, though, is Nick Bosa usually gets Trent out of fifteen reps like two, two, four times, maybe, maybe five on a good day. Like so, that's beating Trent in general is, is special. So that's cool to see. Uh, see. Austin Bryant to beat Trent once too. That's crazy, man. And maybe, maybe Trent is trying to give them some confidence, which I like. But I don't, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Shout out to Thomas. Was good, Yanni subscriber. After seeing you on John Chapman's uh, channel, I appreciate you for tuning hey, in. I appreciate man. it, man. Uh, but shout um, out to Mariah, I'm just gonna go through a quick shout out for real quick. Shout out to, to Mariah, shout out to Wavewear uh, in the house. I see a lot of conversation. Greg Canis on uh, 
the offensive line. So I have to ask the question is, how's the offensive line looking? Obviously, um, we're, we're in a situation where right tackle needs to be a key factor. How does the offensive line look right now in, in complete backups and everything? Now, the one portion of the game was taken away a little bit because obviously the eyes were on the quarterback. So, you know, not much is tweeted about the running backs. That first stretch, the offense dominated. That first stretch, the first set of plays where Brock Purdy was the quarterback. In the run game? Lone, in the run game. The lone miss on that on that first drive was Brock Purdy's incompletion, I believe, to Ross Dwelly. Um, everything else, Elijah Mitchell looks juiced, man. And I mean, me and, me and uh, Brad were joking today. It's like, uh, you know, uh, TDP. TDP had a great day yesterday. It seems like Elijah Mitchell and... Uh, Jordan Mason now got some little – they got a little fire under them today. Jordan Mason trucked a guy today. Um, just I don't like that. See, I don't, I don't like I, the I, I understand. Truck. I understand. But, like, um, like – I, I, I get it. It's fun. Like, I, like, I, you, like – The defender also looked to, to watch, initiate but... contact a little bit. But, I mean, I mean, I, I know you don't like that. But, like, Jordan Mason mm-hmm. and Elijah Mitchell were running extra physical today. There's obviously an injury risk without pads. But – Seem like they have a little more juice. Elijah Mitchell was a standout today. He's going to be on my standouts list later today. Um, nice. Elijah good. Mitchell was – he looked fresh, man. He, if he's because, healthy, he's good, man. Because he's a guy who can move well and also hit the hole hard. And so, you know, that combination of things – because his burst, his initial burst, I would say is a little better than Jordan Mason's. And that's the one thing I'd probably give him over Mason, that initial burst to get into the hole. Because Mason runs hard, and he's also fairly fast. But his, Mitchell's initial burst is something different. And that – I mean, it was on display today. And it wasn't only to the left side on that first drive. They, he had a run to the right side. It's these cutback lanes that are able to originate and things like that. And Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he was out there too. Christian McCaffrey will do Christian McCaffrey things. And it's tough to gauge some of the runs, right? Because yeah. normally I stop the, the yard count when they for, when there's a defender that's right there. But they can break these tackles. You don't know if these uh, defenders are going to uh, have missed tackles or not. So it's hard, hard to gauge these runs. But I thought the run game looked solid uh, to begin. Um, McCaffrey had a good cutback run to begin. He also had a good run to the left side. And then Mitchell had a good cutback to the left side where he moved to the – where he cut to the middle. I thought Mitchell looked good today. Um, offensive line was up and down. Um, offensive line, I'll say, was up and down more so in the pass protection area. It was up and down um, at, at certain points, you know. But also – in the run game, there are a lot of runs that get stuffed near the line of scrimmage. Um, some of the some of the some of the stuff wasn't working, but I think that that's what you're going to see until pads come on. That's really where I'm going to fully focus on that on that portion of the game. But I do say Elijah Mitchell was a standout for me. And one other standout I want to give out: second guy, back to back. Danny game. Gray. No, <sighs> he he's on the offensive side. I was going to go to the defense. Back to back days though. Javon Kinlaw looks fresh. Javon Kinlaw looks fresh, and that get-off for Javon Kinlaw looking solid. I mean, he at, any, at worst, he can be a solid run defender for this team if those injury issues, you know, those injury issues uh, can reside. But Kinlaw's looking fresh, and that's it's, that's that's important because he's getting some meaningful reps. And then that's one of the ones where you hold your breath because you want him to stay healthy. You don't really want like you're like excited about it, but you don't know how to report it because if he if he gets injured, he um and then kind of um sucks to do. But the reason why, I'm gonna explain why I don't like the the players and I wasn't trying to like to stop you and like make it sound like you were hyping it up or anything. But the reason why I don't like it is because one with no pads on, you're putting yourself and your teammate at risk of being injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I don't like it um, at all. Uh, whether defensive players coming down the shooting down the lane, 
um, or whether a running back shooting down the lane and you're trying to pop each other. To me, it's you, you don't do that to your teammates until the pads are on. Even when the pads are on, you kind of have to be smart. I mean, I understand if you want to run each other over, but you want to be smart. I don't like the uh, ability where you just you're trying to win a job. So you're running each other over like, hey, you also have to understand that when you're winning your job, that's going to be your teammate during the season. If you hurt him and he's out for the year, you just made the team worse. So be smart. Don't do stuff. And I guarantee you, Kyle will probably tell them in the lock uh, when they watch film to uh, later. Hey, that's stupid. What are you doing? Um, like, cause Kyle was very big on, on trying to keep his guys healthy this year. Rohan, how did the corners look? Uh, I know Jed, uh, Jedi asked, uh, Womack. I know you stated Womack earlier. Who are the top three corners in your opinion outside of, um, and the reason I asked top three corners outside of Demo and Traverius Ward is because I think that's where the battle truly is. Right. And I mean, Womack was a guy who, when I was talking standouts just a minute ago, he was the first guy I mentioned. And I briefly mentioned him, but I, th I think he's looking good. He was in coverage on um, a couple of those, you know, near interception, interception type of plays. I think he's looking good. He hasn't gotten burnt yet. You know, he hasn't gotten like uh, significantly beaten. And the interesting part is he's back in a, a little bit of a different territory because He's on the outside. He's fully on the outside. He's the top backup cornerback on the outside. He's not playing at all in the nickel right now. Um, and that's uh, that's an interesting portion or an interesting part of practice. I'm trying to figure out. I'm sorry, because I, I know you guys are probably like, what the heck is Marco doing? I, I'm trying to re-understand this quote or this this tweet from David Lombardi from The Athletic. He, put, he tweeted, Brock Purdy says he has leftover physical limitations following his elbow surgery. He thinks all of the professional in, professionals involved in his surgery and rehab. It, I don't know. I don't get what he's trying to say. Can you help me with that, Rohan? He is probably saying that there are still some limitations that he still has from the surgery. Um, that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, okay. Like so that's what I kind of read it as. But physically, he's limited, and I would assume this alludes to him not being able to throw for three consecutive days. It's only two out of the three days. Maybe that's a part of the physical limitations that uh, that is involved. So that's that's what I'm thinking about. I hope it's not like physical limitations where his arm strength isn't as strong as he thought it was going to be because that's that was where he gets worrisome. Um, I gotta say though, Brock's Brock's arm strength was didn't didn't look off, and I mean I think he also purposely looked to throw those deep balls on some of them, you know, um, and both were off. overthrows. But you it's, know, it's the dink and he heard. I'm telling you, he heard the dink and dunk conversation. These yeah. players hear these the the way that dink and dunk conversation blew up. He heard it. I know he did because <laughs> it, I, the reason why I know he did is because his quarterback coach. Uh, one of his cool, one of the guys he works with in that area. I'm not going to say quarterback coach because it was one of the guys part of that team. They liked the, one of the tweets about Dink and Dunks. I know he heard yeah. it. I know he saw it. Um, Marco, you so, might not like my last standout though. Mr. Jake Moody, man. Jake man, Moody, get out of here. I mean, I I, I think kickers. So are, kickers are, because are, are like fabulous, uh, I I put him on my players to watch list for today because he didn't kick yesterday. It was all Zane Gonzalez. Moody got six kicks today, drilled all six. Most of them were in the 30 range. Uh, he had a 33, two 38s, two, I believe, in the 43 range. But his biggest one was a 51-yarder that ended practice. He probably made that with probably like eight, 10 yards to go. So he's got a, he's got a big leg, that's for sure. So we're, we're at the point of talking kickers, man. Like, I get I, get I just it. I had to, I had to put that in league. because, I mean, I got to show love where love's supposed to be given. I, I get he's a third-round pick and all, but – we're, we're talking Jake Moody, man, like Jake Moody. Anyone else uh, before we get out of here, Rohan, because I know 
uh, you and I both have uh, other things that we have to get to. Um, any other players stand out? Anything that you want to um, highlight from today's practice outside of obviously the quarterback situation? It's that's the junk. That's like not the junk, like the yeah. the majority of the topic because we're trying to figure out who's winning what. Um, I think, and I'm not saying. And shout out to um, I don't know the KVS KWN. Um, I, I don't think. I'm not saying I don't think special teams are vital to team success. It's just talking about kickers is just like cool. You made three kicks out of your kick. Like that's cool. I like, I'm expecting him to do well. He's a good kicker. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying I think I think in my opinion, I think the punter is more important than your fourth string quarterback. And I'm glad you didn't talk Brandon Allen. That's why I like I think but uh, I think Mitch Wisnowski is more important than Brandon Allen on this roster. I'd rather talk yeah. Mitch, uh, Mitch Mitch Wisnowski than Brandon Allen, if we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that that's that's also there. Um, Some other things that I'll say, just to clarify, like, again, when I'm tweeting things about the quarterback position, don't take it as if I'm going with one way, one quarterback or another. That's just, I'm just thinking, I'm just tweeting exactly what I think at the moment. Hope I clarified everything that I said today as to where I thought, uh, where my thoughts stemmed from with the quarterback competition today and different things. And the other thing I'm looking for, well, you know, one day, a lot of people will overreact to one day. Consistency. I want to see how you stack days upon days. Now, we will not be out there until Sunday because tomorrow's practice is limited. Um, media will not uh, media will not be – or sorry, it's not open to the public. It's only open to the media. Saturday is an off day, so we will be back only on Sunday. But, you know, there was a, there was a, lot, of, uh, a lot of things there. Did I think Purdy had a great day? No. Did I think Darnold had a good day? No. Did I think Lance had a good day? No. But there was reasons for why I uh, favored some days over others, and I'm sure that that'll also change as performances continue to roll in uh, later on. Last thing I want to say, probably um, talking about the 49ers. Um, I don't know how do I how do I phrase this? Like like I said, like everything you gotta you gotta take in a way with a grain of salt. Like everything it, because of the way that practices originated, no pads. Um, you know, it's a lot of, it's, it's not that many throws. It's a lot of run game concepts. And so that's the way you look at it. It's important to give the authentic um, reaction to what actually happened, but also important to value certain things over other things. And I think that that's the, the way I'll leave off today's show. That's a great way to end it. But before we go, I have to ask you your grades. Um, give me a grade for Brock. Uh, Sam Darnold and Lance, and then we'll, we'll call it a show. So I think I have Sam Darnold to have the highest grade today. I would give Sam Darnold a C. That is my highest grade of the day. As for Brock Purdy and Sam, uh, Trey Lance, it hovers around a C- minus to a D plus. That's the way that I'd give it. I probably favor towards a C- minus for Trey Lance, maybe around there, maybe a C. Yeah, so around a C- minus is what I'd say for Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Okay, so if you're – man, that's – See, I'm just still shocked on on, but I get the, the you're you're including other reasons on Brock's grade, but for me, I just I think that there, some of the throws that he make made were some of the strongest throws of the entire day. In, but uh, then were they completed or not? Like I don't know. Like I, to me, one was a drop and one was completed. So, uh, like the that stretch to Ayuk, that's the way. Like I'm not gonna blame the quarterback for drop throws, right? And so that's no, you that's can't, you can't. So but I can't the thing blame is the quarterback for drop throws. But again, like you're, you're you are you are you are right. And but maybe when you're it two is, of seven and eleven, it's just kind of like to me. And when you're two of seven of eleven, that to me, that's usually a, a 
D minus F range for me, like F plus, if there is an F plus. Like, that's where I normally, like, if I was there, that's probably the grade I would have given. For me, and maybe it's I'm me, doing, I'm, you know, because it's Purdy's first stage, just like I did and then I think, um, at the early stage. And I, loved, and, and I like that you cleared that up in the sense of how earlier you were explaining how, what, why you gave it. And I thought that you had, you had a good reason. You backed up your, your, your thing. So that was a great way to, to end it. I, I don't want to keep going on a tangent and, and us have that conversation. We already had that earlier um, in the show. Um, but Rohan, shout out to you, my man. I appreciate you for, for the great work that you do. Um, thanks for hopping on with me. I appreciate you. Um, thank you, everyone, in the comments. Any last comments, Rohan? No, that's all. Guys, everybody in the chat, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys for subscribing. And stay tuned because this content isn't going to evaporate anytime soon. Me and Marco, we go live a lot. So make sure you guys stay tuned in for the latest with the 49ers. Thank you, everyone. Have a great rest of your guys' day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.